Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hi, everyone. So Erica Frank is joining us from the office today. Hi, Erica. Hi, Jen. It's so fun to be here. Well, we have a really interesting topic today, which are dress and grooming standards. And some of you might be thinking, oh, so boring. Not boring at all. What are we talking about? What are people allowed to wear to work? Do they have to take a shower? Are they required to wear deodorant? How much do they have to shave? Are they allowed to show tattoos? There's so much here to talk about. And it's funny, we've been talking a lot about remote work. And so people are choosing to uh, wear their PJs, for example, when they're on a Zoom call and they don't show their face, right? Because they're thinking, I don't want anyone to know I'm here in my PJs. But we have a lot of employers who are now saying, you don't get to do that. You don't get to come to work with a paper bag over your head. So you don't get to participate in a Zoom call without showing us what you're doing. You can blur the background. So we don't need to know where you are or what your house looks like, but we need to be able to see you to connect with you. So Erica, what kinds of questions are we getting in this area and why is it such a big issue? Oh my gosh. I mean, like the sky's the limit because there's so much to say. I mean, first I think, you know, how people looked and what people were wearing was the last thing that was on anybody's mind two years ago. And we all quickly went remote. And, you know, initially I think a lot of folks, including myself, made a really good effort to still look like we were in the workplace. You know, you dressed up and had your suit on and hair and makeup all done. And then, you know, slowly you start to hear about people who are dressing nicely from the waist up, not so much from the waist down. And oh my God, what did that create? A whole host of potential issues, right? Because you're forgetting the cameras on, the employees standing up and revealing whatever is below the waist. Um, And we've certainly heard of those stories where it is not something that anybody wants to see. Um, (laughs) And, you know, over time, I think that the standards really became more laxed and employers now are trying to rein that in. So for example, when we're on a Zoom call and we're meeting with clients and colleagues, um, there's still that level of professionalism that needs to be present. And of course, you know, the word professionalism always has, um, you know, the definition can vary, right? And, And this comes to when the legislature passed the dress and grooming practices law, particularly as it relates to hairstyles. Um, and this notion of what does professionalism mean? And so it's definitely worth the employer's time to sit down and think about, well, what do we mean? So does that mean that an employee can be in a sweatshirt with a baseball cap during you know, a, a meeting, even a meeting with staff? I mean, is there an expectation that while you may be not in the physical workplace, you're still at work and therefore we do still want to see you with a buttoned up shirt or, you know, your no baseball caps, you know, allowed that sort of thing. Well, I think that's right, Erica. And one of the things we've seen employers do is respond to these new rules by putting like five pages in their employee handbook about what their dress and grooming standards are. And that's a mistake too, because we have folks who've said, oh, your skirt has to be no more than two inches above your knee. Oh, really? Who's going to measure that? 
as soon as you do that, you end up like a local district attorney's office where you get in a lot of trouble for making people come in so you can measure their skirt length. So there is a balance that employers need to have. And I do agree with folks who say, look, why does it matter what I wear? My brain is here. To a degree, I get that, right? Do I need to really wear a suit if you and I are recording a webinar where nobody's seeing us, right? Um, and by the way, I'm not wearing a suit today, okay? So there we have it. Um, but what's interesting from a legal perspective is the closer you get to requiring a uniform, all right, think about your local Target store, you know, khaki pants and a red shirt. If you're requiring that, that's a uniform. You've got to supply it. You might wonder why, okay, well, how come some Target team members have a vest, a red vest that they're wearing? Well, because that was the agreement, right? Let's supply you a red vest in case you don't want a shirt. Um, you know, you don't want to buy a red shirt. You don't want to buy a certain style or color of pants. So it's one thing to say light pants and a dark shirt. It's another thing to say, you know, khaki pants in color and style with a blue polo. So there are legal issues that come into play here. Also things like, okay, well, what if what I want to wear is inappropriate? So do you get to come to work dressed like you're going to be at a cocktail party? No, you don't. I'll never forget when I was a new lawyer, we had a legal secretary at my law firm who dressed very provocatively. And I would catch myself staring. You know, I'm like, oh my gosh. And she looked really good too. I mean, she was beautiful and she had a fabulous figure and everything fit marvelously. And But it was more like she was going to a cocktail party than she was coming to work. And then she would complain about so-and-so staring at me. And I'm thinking, I'm staring at you. Like, I mean, this isn't appropriate, right? Um, so there certainly are limits. You know, somebody wearing a tattoo of, you know, their alma mater is going to be different than somebody wearing a tattoo of you know, a naked woman in a reclining position. Now, do we make people take off their tattoos? No, but they may have to cover them up, right? And you have to be careful. You can't say a Star of David is okay, but a cross isn't. So there are a lot of rules here when we talk about dress and grooming. And one of the things that Eric and I want to point out to all of you who are listening today is really be critical when you're looking at your policies about what people are allowed to wear and their grooming requirements. You can't tell women they have to wear makeup, for example. You just required an extra 15 minutes of them getting dressed in the morning. Welcome to you owing them 15 minutes of compensation for that. You can't do that. So you have to think about these things critically. And of course, when I say you can't do that, I mean you can't do that without creating liability. You're welcome to do whatever you want to do, of course. But you should know where your risks are. So Erica, what are the other issues that come up in this area? Yes, Jen. And I think your story about the secretary, the legal secretary, still is true in a Zoom setting when we have the Brady Bunch, you know, squares of Zoom. Um, and let's face it, I'm sure all of us have been distracted, wondering what everybody looks like, wondering what the background looks like. So when you're crafting those policies, I think there needs to be specificity and employees are going to ask, okay, so if we're in a team meeting, do I need to have a button down shirt or can I wear my 
ACDC t-shirt. You know, well, would you wear the ACDC t-shirt when you come into the office? You know, you answer that question. I think another topic that needs to be discussed, Jen, is as more employers are moving to a hybrid work environment, is there going to be different dress requirements when an employee is working from home or when they're coming into the office? Maybe, maybe not. Um, And certainly the protective hairstyles is something that is always uh, an issue that employers need to keep in mind. Well, and just to be clear for all of you so we can be direct here, protective hairstyle is you can't tell someone, for example, they can't have braids, they can't have cornrows, they can't wear an afro, um, for example, right? And obviously different terminology is used for all of these hairstyles. So I I hope I've used the right terminology. If I haven't, forgive me. But the, the idea here is there is a rub between People bring their brain, and that's what you're really interested in. And people dressing in a way that is distracting or can interfere with your business relationships. And that is a line that is not always clear. And this is why, as we've told you a million different times and in a million different ways, when you write policies and procedures, you can't just take somebody else's and put your name on them. Because when you're doing a handbook or you're writing a dress and grooming policy, you've got to think about who are my categories of employees? What are they doing? You know, your maintenance staff is probably going to be required to dress differently than the folks in the front of your office. Your kitchen folks are going to be dressing differently than your front of house folks in your restaurant or your hotel dining room. So you've got to think about this from the perspective as what are the essential functions of these jobs what are these people doing and what is important if you're running a daycare center you may not have someone who has multiple piercings and multiple tattoos showing if it would make the kids uncomfortable if they wouldn't understand what's going on i'll tell you we had a case like that one time And the opposite was true. The kids thought it was fascinating. It was the parents who had stereotypes about the individuals who have multiple piercings and these kinds of tattoos who were causing the problem. The kids were like, oh, that's so cool. How did you do that? So we really have to be smart about what are the true expectations for the job. And you want to be fair and think about what are you requiring of everyone? And on that note, Jen, dusting off your policy is really important because I bet a lot of us haven't looked at it in a long time. And it's not enough to just bury it in your handbook, particularly if we are making changes to the the dress and grooming practices to circulate it to your employees because they probably want to know too. There's a lot of uncertainty out there that we all feel. And as we start moving back into what life used to be like two years ago, There's a lot of questions now. Do we still have to wear a suit? Um, Can we have a more casual workplace? Can we wear jeans every day? Um, So I think that the policy is critical. And I know you talk frequently and and we prepare handbooks for our clients all of the time. Um, And it is certainly something that needs to be revisited if it hasn't already. Well, Erica, thank you so much because that's right. There, there are some things you can put on, on autopilot and some things you can't. And policies and procedures are really the things that you don't want to put on autopilot. I know you can download some from for, for free from Iowa. Well, guess what? 
California law is a lot different and you've got to think through what your industry is, what your employee expectations are. And hey, where you can give someone a bonus of saying, it's okay to wear jeans or you don't, great. If people love that, fabulous. But there are times and places where that may not work. Um, Erica, thanks so much for joining me today. Everyone, this is a very hot topic. So when you're done listening to this podcast, go look at your handbook, go look at your policies and start thinking about the changes you need to make. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.